BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? What is up, Underdogs, Fantasy Football Fanatics? It is your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you are on Twitter, the Cardi B of IDP. I'm sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Dave Kluge and his awesome mustache. How you doing, Dave? Doing good, man. And this is uh, this is the last time you'll see the mustache, unfortunately. Uh, did the pot yesterday, wrapped that up. So uh, today's the first day that I haven't shaved. I'm letting it come back in. By by the time we record next Wednesday, I'll have a full beard again. It, nice. it comes in quick. Well, we will relish in all of its glory here as we go down our go through our week 13, you know, rankings briefly, and then we're gonna do an underdog head-to-head draft. Um, week 13, I mean, Dynasty is starting to shift over to off-season talk, Dynasty season. We're going to take a quick peek at some Dynasty information that we get coming in hot off the presses December 1st. But uh, before that, uh, let's hit this intro and then we'll get you going. Welcome back. Like we said, week 13 is here upon us now. We're going to talk briefly about some rankings, some Dynasty ADP, things like that. But uh, Dave, you just finished up with the Dynasty Mailbag Show, and I know you guys, one of the big questions that you got led with on the show was about DK Metcalf. What was the sort of consensus that you, Troy, and Victoria kind of, you know, came upon with your DK Metcalf roundtable, shall we say? Well, I mean, you should know you've been following me long enough. I mean, that was a that was a stance that I took in the offseason that I got a lot of grief for. 
is that I was fading DK Metcalf this offseason. And and we saw it last year. You know, as a rookie, he showed some flashes. And then in year two, he came out with a bang. And everybody immediately was just like, well, this is the new dynasty wide receiver one. You know, we're moving this guy up above everybody. Devontae Williams, Tyreek Hill, doesn't matter. DK Metcalf is that guy. And I just couldn't really get behind it. Um, I thought that that was uh, a little bit too reactionary at the time. And then wouldn't you know it, on the back half of the year, he finished as the wide receiver 37 and was just ice cold. So I wrote an article this offseason, and it wasn't a huge knock on DK Metcalf as much as it was like a love letter to Tyler Lockett. I think that Tyler Lockett is just such a good wide receiver. He out-targeted DK Metcalf last year, and he's just become that safety valve for Russell Wilson. He has stepped into the Doug Baldwin role where he's getting the short passes, picking up the yards after the catch, getting the tough first downs. So I never really bought into DK Metcalf. You know, what we saw last year early in the season was him just bullying people and beating them with his size, beating them with his uh, strength, and beating them with his speed. But he doesn't really have that technical ability as a route runner. And he said that in the halfway point. Um, you know, he he did this show with Brandon Marshall, where they asked him, they said, what happened? You know, you started off the season so hot, and then you slowed down. And he said, well, you know, we were just running, 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 and then we'd hit the deep pass. He goes, and they took that deep pass away from us. So people are sitting here making comps to DK Metcalf, talking about how he's going to be the next Calvin Johnson. He's going to be the next Randy Moss. Well, guess what? Every defense tried to take the deep ball away from Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson, and they couldn't do it. So the fact that defenses just said, hey, we're going to take the deep ball away from DK Metcalf, and they did it easily week in and week out, that had me worried a little bit. You know, 50% of his snaps last year came on either go routes or slant routes. He doesn't have that really developed, diversified route tree, and it is showing right now. So, um, you know, when you look at his, his muscles and his speed and all that stuff, sure, he's a very fun player. But, um, you know, I think he's kind of more of a boomer bust wide receiver, two than he is a wide receiver one in Dynasty and Redraft. Yeah, I mean, that that seems kind of spicy and hot. But, <clears throat> you know, if you've been in the Dynasty community for a while, I mean, you can look back at the list of guys who have been the quote unquote, the Dynasty wide receiver one. Juju. You can backtrack. It. Yeah, Thomas. we can backtrack this. It's been Metcalf. It's been uh, Juju. Uh, it's been um, Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. At no point were they, you know, truly that. Um, who else was it there for a little while? Amari Cooper, the wide dynasty wide receiver one. OBJ, the dynasty wide receiver one. At no point when they were given those titles, though, did they ever really live up to it. So I would just say that's kind of a it's a spooky title to get. It's almost like the Madden yeah. cover. You know, it almost jinxes you, I think. Um, so in the offseason, you're definitely going to want to talk about <clears throat> A.J. Brown. This this offseason, yeah. everyone was beating the drum for A.J. Brown being the wide receiver one. Yep. See there. Yeah. And there, there's some real something to that. So I wanted to bring up something really quick here. Let me share my screen. We uh, got some fresh information today on the old Twitter sphere, courtesy of Ryan McDowell from DLF. He has the ADP. This is the dynasty ADP for round one as of December 1st from the powers that be over at MFL and all those other places where these things can be found. So <clears throat> I want to take a look. Let's talk about this. So right now, this is, a, you know, this is not super flex, obviously. Um, so the f- top 12 picks, according to ADP in um, MFL, I think this is where it gets this is Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, Jamar Chase. I don't know why I blanked there for a second. <laughs> DeAndre Jesus Swift, CD, CD Lamb, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, DK Metcalf coming in at nine. That is kind of interesting to me. Tyree Kill at 10, Pitts at 11, and 12, Alvin Kamara. Um, there are a lot of things that stick out to this 
on this for me. Um, I'm just going to start by saying there are several players on this list I don't think need to deserve to be here. Um, how do you feel about it just overall? I mean, well, well, first of all, um, I'm a little curious where the ADP comes from. I wonder what the sample size here is because, um, you know, I understand there's going to be some changes in season, but a lot of these just really jump out to me is is kind of weird. You know, seeing Jefferson hold two spots ahead of Jamar Chase. Um, I, I thought that Jamar Chase at this point would be pretty firmly ahead of Justin Jefferson, given his age and what he has shown as a rookie so far. And, you know, Justin Jefferson's had a great start to his career. So I guess that isn't too crazy. Najee Harris, though, even at number three, that's yeah, another one that three. surprises me a little bit. Um, I mean, the opportunity has been there, but I'm not somebody that's really been blown away by his talent. You know, um, and, and I get that's kind of a spicy opinion here. You're not allowed to say anything bad about Najee Harris because he's producing, but that production has been very volume-based. It's more contrived. Than that's how, right. that, but that thing is, that's how all Steelers running back production is and has been since I've watched basically paying attention to football. Oh, yeah. It's been contrived. Le'Veon Bell, he James was contrived. Conner, yeah, he was always. the most. Le'Veon Bell was the most contrived fantasy running back of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, we've like, seen the it. dude doesn't he? He's, he's not on a team. He got on, cut from a team that has Latavius Murray and Devonta Freeman on it right now. Yeah. He got Tyson cut Williams from that beat him team. out. Tyson Williams beat him on a roster spot. That's all you need to know. I'm just like, saying. You know, I'd be taking uh, DeAndre Swift firmly out of Najee Harris right now. That, oh, that's yeah. one that I'm not even thinking twice about. Um, I do love seeing Joe Mixon getting some respect up here, though, at number seven. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm a Joe Mixon fanboy, so seeing him getting moved up those ranks, I absolutely love to see that. Um, you know, Metcalf being at nine, I think, might still be a little bit high. And I'm kind of shocked that Pitts is as low as he is. You know, he is putting together one heck of a rookie what? season. And I it's thought been, it was too high. I mean... I, I don't. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I was expecting a down rookie season for Kyle Pitts, and he has had some monster games already as a rookie, which he's is. He's had the yards. I just yeah. worry if uh, I, my problem with Pitts is even long term with Atlanta. Like, who's throwing this guy the, the ball that's better than Matt Ryan? Okay, probably a lot of guys, but there's a good chance they miss on quarterback because everybody seems to miss. So then what's he get? And the guys only scored one touchdown this year with no yeah. real competition. I mean, I, I know the yards are definitely there. But I'm 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 worried. I have I have I have some hesitations with Pitts. Um, now, now, see, I had some hesitations in the offseason um, in redraft. I didn't expect him to do anything in redraft this year, but he's already had a handful of hundred yard games and he's looked dominant. And you know, for me, the 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 approach that I take to dynasty is I don't look at situation whatsoever. You know, you're playing for the long haul. I look strictly at talent. And right now, given agent talent. Kyle Pitts is, you know, the one, the the number one overall tight end. I've got him ahead of Kelsey and all those other guys just due to his age, and you know him showing that he's already able to produce as a rookie, uh, as a tight end. You know, I, I think those are strong indicators that he's going to have a yeah. really, really good career. So, right. um, I'd be right. okay taking Kyle Pitts and you know, like the top six of of a startup. I mean, damn. All right. I, I guess I can see it. I, I need to go. What this is telling me is I need to go trade Kyle Pitts, the one thing I have him. <laughs> I'm just going to say a couple of macro things about this list. <clears throat> um, Travis Kelsey or uh, Tyreek Hill at 10, I like. DK Metcalf at nine, I think that's too high. I think we have too much young talent in the NFL right now that has uh, shown more uh, well roundedness at other, not even just the wide receiver position, guys that could go there. I would be fine with Saquon in that spot. I would be fine with even Mark Andrews in that spot. 
Um, maybe not in that nine spot if we're going to say Pitts is the one, but I think he deserves to be top 12 pick over Metcalf, certainly. Um, I think Kamara being in there is shocking. Kamara in there is shocking as well, and to think Zeke is not. So, like, Zeke not being on this list, but Kamara being on it is weird to me. Um, you know, just they're, they're just – I think this is indi- indi- ugh, indicative of the fact that there's a lot of uh, value still being shaken out right now. Mm-hmm. So – I'm not saying you should go do startups or anything like that, but I'm, I think there's, I think you know across leagues you're going to be able to find people that do over and undervalue assets right now. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the best way to say it. And so if you have strong convictions about a younger player, and maybe people are kind of you know like Jalen Waddle, you know someone like that, you know who you think could be the next, the next Juju, the next OBJ, you know, be the wide receiver one for, a, you know, a year or whatever. It could happen. So AJ no, Brown well, not being my, on this list too is weird. I, I was going to call that out, but I, I was just about to, one of my favorite times to do dynasty startups is right when the season ends, because those yeah. like, you know, people are still scarred and it's fresh. I did a dynasty startup last March where I got Ezekiel Elliott in the third round, Joe Mixon in the sixth round and Debo Samuel in the 11th round, because those were players that were all coming off injuries and, and it's just, you know, people are so reactive to injuries. So when you have, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing these early off season dynasty startups, that's the time where you just go get those injury discounts, just cash in every single round. And AJ Brown is a guy right now that, you know, realistically was going top three, top five, just a week or, or uh, you know, a few months ago. And now if he's dropping into the second or third round, I'm taking AJ Brown all day. Yeah, uh, we got a comment here from Javante. Billy. That's a good one about Javante. I gotta pull up a tweet here that's funny. Um, okay, okay, okay. This is a good one. This is a good one. <laughs> I'm with it on Javante, though. This is from our dude, uh, Mike Me Up. I'm sure you guys know who he is, BDGE. Um, one of the boys over there, he's a homie from the, the Dynasty Nerd days back in the day. He said, The Who Can Rank Javante Williams Higher contest has everyone so far out of their skis. It's comical at this point. KTC, what is that exactly? Is that uh, something keep trade, trade cut? Okay, keep trade cut. Okay, is that a calculator or like a website? Yeah, they just Cur- do dynasty rankings. Okay, currently players. has him as dynasty RB4 overall. I love Javante, but at this price, Belkow volume is already assumed, which was never there anyway. Honestly, this is absolute insanity for him to be number four. Um, That's crazy. Like, where is Austin Eckler? Like, I just have so many questions on who these dynasty people are out here. And like, I, I get wanting to like have it in for your guy but i mean if there was ever a sheesh this would be it <laughs> yeah i mean stefan diggs is another one that seems like a pretty big omission. Uh, i don't know here's my thing with diggs and we're kind of on a tangent but i, I love this because diggs has always been valued as like a, a high-end wide receiver too he's been that last way year for, he was and then three. last year he blew the fuck up you know and he was suddenly a top three wide receiver this year he's doing exactly what he's always done mm-hmm. you know what i mean and Maybe he really is closer to that. And that uh, that is another usage case or example or whatever of how reactionary the dynasty community can be. You know, we have one epic season from him, you know, or even Justin Herbert. I think people are starting to get a little bit worried about Herbert uh, low key. I think they're going to see a lot of thought pieces in the offseason about Justin Herbert. Um, but anyway, I guess we should get the, give the people what they want. They want to hear uh, how we're attacking the underdog fantasy football slate this week and making them some money, right? Let's do it. All right, let's get her on and pop it. Let me see here if I'm Twitter screen sharing properly. All right, shut that one down. All right, I, uh, I sent you the thingy, so I think you should be able to hop in there now. Yep, I am. You ready? 
Give me three seconds. Yes, I'm ready. All right, we're in it. All right. So for anyone who is a first-time listener, viewer, whatever, uh, first and foremost, thanks for being here. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up and the subscribe button if you are on YouTube. If you follow along on a podcasting platform, you can uh, hit that follow button there, too. But uh, Dave and I are going to go head-to-head on Underdog Fantasy. We got $5 on the line. Um, and the winner gets to take home nine. Underdog takes home a buck, and we have a good time. So... Dave, looks like I got the 101. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Oh, look there. Man, this is tough. You act this is a good this is a great slate for running backs if you're at the top end. Taylor gets Houston. Mixon gets LA. All right. Or a wide receiver stacking up. Ooh, this is a nice wide receiver week too. Cup gets Jacksonville. Detroit Justin Jefferson gets Detroit. Chris Goblin. Or it looks like Adam Thielen's moved up the ranks a bit. Quite a bit. Fourth yeah, overall. I was gonna say, I, the underdog rankings, they they're they're pretty skittish. Mm-hmm. I money, think I know yeah, uh, I know what I'm gym. targeting here. Interested to see what route you take. So you're you're on the clock. Who are you going with here, man? Uh, I'm on the clock already. Shit. You already know I'm taking Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. Not to. Big dog. I uh, right. you're gonna take Mixon. You have to. No, sir. I am double dipping on wide receivers early here. I love both of these matchups. Cooper Cup against Jacksonville and Justin Jefferson against Detroit. Uh, Those are just too easy. Too easy, he says. All right, well, if you're going to let me take Joe Mixon, a guy coming off a 25-point game, a 25-point game, and a 30-point game, I'm going to do it, Dave. I'm going to do it. All right, so now I got two running backs. I need to look towards my wide receivers now. Ooh, or I can go tight ends. Actually, actually, I'm going to take a look at wide receiver quickly here. You know what? I'm going to get in on Adam Thielen. He's been having a nice little run here, getting his targets. Shout out to my boy, Kirk Cousins. All right. All right. What Dave's going to get from the running back scrap heap? Well, the nice thing is I could just wait on running backs. You already took your two. I know who mm-hmm. I'm taking. There's no reason. So I'm going to go get the guy right now that I have as my tight end one this week. Up against Pittsburgh, give me some Mark Andrews right here. Oh, you took Mark Andrews, you bastard. And then I'm stacking him up, stacking him up with my QB1 this week as well. So I got that Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack. And it looks like it took him earlier going 3-4, but knowing that you already have both of your running backs, I don't have any running backs. I'm I'm okay waiting. That's honestly very frustrating because I wanted Mark Andrews. All right, get away from your quarterbacks. I'm going to take Chris Goblin. No, I'm not. I'm going to take Mike Evans versus Atlanta. I like it. Now I'm back up again. Let me check out this board real quick. So I got two picks. So I got my quarterback and I got my tight end here. I'm going to go quarterback. Oh, man, I'm taking Brady. Even though Brady's like not been super great the past Ice cold week. last week, man. You know what? I'm going to go with my dude who's hot 24-7, 365, Kirk Cousins. There you haters go. Will say, haters will say I don't really love him, but I do. Now, see, what I did is I, I paid close attention to how you drafted because I wanted to take these both of these running backs early. But like I said, you took your two running backs right off the board right away, so I knew I could wait. That's why I got the the uh, guys that I wanted at tight end and quarterback. And these are my two and four running backs this week. Austin Eckler, uh, who's just a smash every single week. And then Leonard Fournette up against Atlanta coming off that huge four-touchdown game. So um, I'm, I'm liking this squad. 
Nice. Let me finish mine out. I'm taking Gronk because Kyle Pitts is fake. No kill. All right. Huh? Kittle just going undrafted. Yeah, Kittle's even a joke, with dude. Debo Man, out. You want to pull some? I got some bookmark tweets we could pull off real quick on some, on some, on some, on some 49ers shit. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we'll save that for a different I got, show. I got a lot of. I got a lot of. We gotta go through. We gotta do a bookmark show. We gotta just live stream through our bookmark tweets. I don't have through. a single bookmark tweet. I, I got to be honest with you, Jordan. I don't care about what content other people produce. Oh. People that are going out here just trying to clown other people's takes. That's not oh. something I do. I don't bookmark tweets. You know, people come. It's not me even and... like that, though. It's like I now that you can uh, now that you can organize your bookmarks. I got like business meta. I got writing tips. I got all marketing stuff. I got all kinds of crazy bookmarks, and I got you know fantasy takes too. You know, just gotta keep it organized. But yeah, all right. Let's walk people through these teams, and we'll walk them through our Twitter lives another day. Um, I went with Kirk Cousins. He's been balling all year. I'm a Kirk Cousins stan. I'm a true OG Kirk Cousins stan since the first day he took the field for the Redskins. I've been in his corner. Dude's a baller. Now he's got all these advanced metrics that let all these other people say he's a baller. That's great. He's been a baller, straight up. All right, now you got Jonathan Taylor taking on Houston's crappy-ass team. I got Joe Mixon. These two boys are hot right now, and they're very mm-hmm. hot in a market where we're missing a lot of the hotness. CMC, Dunzo, Dalvin Cook, Dunzo, Derrick Henry, Dunzo, Alvin Kamaro, Ben Dunzo, Zeke. Eh, we don't know what's up with that. You know what I mean? And, you know, Leonard Fournette showing up here and there, you know. Aaron but Jones out. Exactly. We So Jonathan Taylor and, and Joe Mixon are like, they're the big dogs right now. They're healthy and they're getting the work and their teams are doing good and they're doing well. Respect to Austin Eckler, man. Oh, okay. I'm not Austin Eckler's a, we no. You you you're gonna give Austin Eckler all his love. All right. Just let me do my let me all do right. my guys right. All right. Then I got Adam Thielen. I stacked him with cousins, which I love. I got uh Mike Evans, another dude I stand with. I mean, most I mean, you know, these guys are older. I mean, Mike Evans, 27, Adam Thielen, 31. It doesn't matter. They're still can be wide receiver ones each and every week. And then I got Gronk. Um, honestly, Gronk's like back from the dead. And I mean, if you watched him play two years ago, this is not what it looked like. He looks good right now. So kudos to him. And I'm, it's good to have him back. Honestly, he, he retired too young. I always thought so. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm liking the team that I build here. I mean, I obviously started off strong with the wide receivers. Cooper cup and Justin Jefferson are the two best wide receivers on the slate. In my opinion, um, you know, you got the two top running backs. I got the two top wide receivers, so I'm pretty happy with that swap there. And then I also got my tight end one and my quarterback one stacked up, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Uh, Austin Eckler, uh, you know, uh, he's a smash. He's my third overall running back this week. And then Leonard Fournette, you know, there's definitely a little bit of risk there with Leonard Fournette, but this team has just shown that they are uh, committing to him. I think the only downside to Fournette is that Tampa Bay goes up, you know, three touchdowns before halftime and Ronald Jones gets some run in the second half, but uh, hoping that they can just lean heavily on Fournette and and he can eat this weekend. Yeah, you know, I, I like the Fournette play. He, he He's playing well, you know, and really Bruce well. Arians, he's had some really productive backs. We know Tom Brady is starting to, I mean, can make his running backs gold. Um, yeah, Fournette, I mean, again, in a market where we're losing guys left and right, Leonard Fournette. RB1 season, you know. I, I will happen. say, I, I I was torn between Fournette and Madison because I think that Madison up against Detroit can have a huge week. But I was just afraid that having Alexander Madison and Justin Jefferson would kind of cannibalize my team a little bit, having a wide receiver and a running back <laughs> on the same team and not stacking with the quarterback. 
I was worried um, that that could, you know, limit my upside. So that's why I went a different route there. Yeah, I get it. I, I've done it before. I, you know, it, it gives you some opens you up for more touchdowns or more less variance, I guess, or more variance. Right. I don't know. Whichever one's the good one. <laughs> All right. Well, those are before, our before we sign off, I want to throw throw something out you out here with you. You know, we were just talking about this on my last show, and we opened up the show talking a little bit about dynasty rankings. You just drafted Adam Thielen, so it just works really nicely into there. We were having a discussion uh, about Allen Robinson's dynasty value, and we were throwing some names out there. But one that really intrigued me, and I want to get your take on this: Adam Thielen, thirty-one years old, or Allen Robinson, twenty-eight years old. Who do you prefer right now in dynasty? Adam Thielen, who's been red hot, and Allen Robinson has been ice cold. I mean, like right now to finish out this this season. I mean, dynasty, dynasty. I mean, I want I want Adam Thielen for two reasons. One, right now he's actually helping me win. And two, when it does come time to flip him, which I probably won't do, I actually am a big fan of just like letting guys go out on my team. I don't always have to flip and get out early and all that stuff. I mean, that's fine if you can do that, but that's not the point. Um, you know, but you're gonna be able to trade Allen, you're gonna be able to trade Adam Thielen for more too, straight up, just because he's done more. The age yeah. won't bother people when they look at Allen Robinson and see how nasty it's been. Because yeah. that's what we are. We're creatures, I mean, we're creatures of habit, we're recency biased people. Um, and we're going to tell ourselves 31 and then we're going to go look at, you know, guys like Jordy Nelson and Larry Fitzgerald. And we're going to say, Hey, Adam Thielen fits that mold. And guess what? He probably got another good year. He'll probably got another top 18 wide receiver season in him. He could easily hit double digit touchdowns again with the 18 game season. If Kirk Cousins sticks around there, Justin Jefferson gets hurt. I mean, there's so many things that can happen where Adam Thielen's value just stays super high. And then let's say he does leave the Vikings, which I don't want, because I do want him to stay with Cousins because he's a great quarterback. Even if he goes for more of the subpar quarterback, Adam Thielen is a great wide receiver. And I'm not knocking anything about Yeah, technically sound, and he's got notes for the end zone. He can do big plays, and he can do, you know, he has a way of moving his body that's similar to uh, Travis Kelsey. They have just a very mm-hmm. unique kind of a soft way they move. And I think that's going to extend his career. So I'm, I'm in on Adam Thielen. And that's not to shade Allen Robinson, but I'm just worried that he's going to end up in a – he's going to end up with – finishing his career out again with some other crappy quarterback. Like he's going to go somewhere that doesn't New York grow Jets, very much. Link up with Zach Wilson for the or, twilight of his career. Yeah. Or end up out with, I mean, with just anybody that's crappy, just name a, I mean, Cam Newton, you know, what if he ends up out there oh. or what if he ends up down with, I don't know, down in Miami and they keep jerking Tua around and Tua plays 50% of the games his entire career. He's there all the time. And he gets to play half the games and they put some other guy in. Like that's just the situation that I feel like Allen Robinson is going to get. Cause that's been his whole career so far. It's just been getting the shaft, unrealized upside. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I disagree. I, I think that Allen Robinson is uh, who I'd be prefer preferring over Adam Thielen, but you make a strong argument. And uh, I, you know, I was just talking to Harif Hassan, who's a beat reporter for the Minnesota Vikings, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how one of the reasons Justin Jefferson has been able to break out is because of Adam Thielen, because Adam Thielen came into the league. And he wasn't exceptionally big, strong, fast, or anything like that. He just worked his butt off to become one of the most polished technical receivers in the league. And that work ethic and that just, you know, that that mentality of just being a student of the game and studying and getting better and sharpening your craft has mm-hmm. passed down from Adam Thielen to Justin Jefferson. And it's just bringing out the absolute best in him. Yeah. He's got a skill set where he's going to be valuable for Dynasty for a little longer than I think people realize. And again, I don't know. the Allen, Again, the Allen Robinson thing just comes down to, just right now like right now Adam Thielen is better he's worth more that's who I want 
you know, yeah. and Allen Robinson, things have to break a certain way for him to even reach that same level, you know, so. That's 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 my take on it. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that's just my take on it. I like it. And hey, that's what it's all about. It's having uh, differences in opinion here. Yeah. And I know he's younger and <clears throat> a lot of guys play the age game and stuff, but it's funny who, you know, it's to and, a fault though. You could almost go out and just consistently pick up cheap guys that you can plug in into your starting lineup because they're 28, 29 okay, years old. Okay, here's a perfect example. Of what, here's, a, here's a perfect example of what I mean. Like Mike Evans, people think he's an old receiver. He's the same age as Stefan Diggs. Yep. But he's never, I've never seen anybody put Mike Evans like in the top 10 anything ever. Never. Basically, like maybe his second year out, but he's been so good for so long that it's like people just bury his ass. And I'm just like, it doesn't make any sense. And so all of a sudden, this last year, you know, Stefan Diggs has a year that, you know, fucking Mike Evans puts up a year like that. Like every season. 90% of that every single year. 90% yeah. of what Stefan Diggs last year every single year, and he can't break into the top 10. But we put Stefan Diggs right behind Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. It's just like, okay, what? I mean, like, but Mike, Mike Evans is old. Guess who I got on both my dynasty teams all over? Mike Evans and Stefan Diggs. Why? Because people forget before last year, Stefan Diggs was just a touchdown guy. Mm-hmm. And then three or four years ago, he was just a receptions guy. And I'm like, you're not paying attention, okay? You're not paying attention, you know? So the upside, I mean, Stephon Diggs was, always had the ceiling, always had it. Even when he was a wide receiver, too, he would put up wide receiver one weeks, like the wide receiver one week. Yep, yep. Dominant. He would get two or three a week a season where he'd go like 30-plus. And it's just mm-hmm. like not everybody can do that. Yeah. Not every player in the NFL can do that. That's why I play Mike Evans every single week, Stephon Diggs every week. I'm like, yeah, we joke, oh, two targets, two yards, da 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 I don't fucking care because that motherfucker's put up 40 for me and got me wins. Yep. And I know he can do it again. If you don't There's deserve me and my two for that. two, you don't <laughs> – what, what, what is the saying? Uh, I don't you know. You can't handle me and my – you don't deserve me and my whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't handle their best. Worse, you don't deserve them at their best. Straight up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's how I feel. So, same with Kirk Cousins. Everybody's trying to get on Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm big bitter out there on Twitter. Everybody being in on Kirk Cousins now. I'm like, y'all fucking there. hated this man. Y'all treating him like crap, and now you all want a piece. Come on now. Stop it. All right, well, that's pretty much everything from the underdogs. We did a little dynasty mixed in with the underdog draft of the week. Um, Check out the link below if y'all want to play underdog with me and Dave. I'm sure this offseason I plan on doing, you know, a lot of underdog drafts where I play daily fantasy. They have best ball. They have tournaments. They have a lot of really cool stuff. So um, the content will be flowing on this channel for the underdog platform. If you are interested, please sign up and join us on this journey. If not, we appreciate you being here anyway. Because we're talking all things fantasy football. It can help you across the board. So, Dave, any final words to say to the people before we bounce? No. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next week. All right. Peace out, y'all.